Episode number six of Spinnovation Summit uncovers the hottest and very emotional discussion that we had in Prague, and that is, of course, the legal panel discussion. Alex Hapern, Regulatory Development Manager, and Chris Davis, Vice President of Sales in MIA, both from Gaming Labs, shared their extremely valuable experience in regards to certification of the games of chance and skill-based games across different jurisdictions and continents, defined the main issues industries facing today and made their brilliant predictions on what we can expect in upcoming years. Want to know where is the whole gambling regulations thing going? Relax and get ready to listen to Gaming Lab's top experts. Episode number six of Spinnovation Summit starts right now. Okay, we're continuing right here with the certification and legal panel. Uh, I hope everybody's relaxed after a quick coffee break. And uh, I am delighted to announce our distinguished panelists. Alex Haberl, which you apparently already know. His colleague, Chris Davis from GLI. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. We've been talking about certifying games, and we've been talking about innovative game concepts. But before we jump into assessing some direct examples, which I'm super excited to show you and to get your exclusive opinion, how the question that I really want to start from, because you guys have lots of experience, how complicated right now it is for average young game studio to come to the market and to certify the game in the European Union. We understand that, for example, in Spain, there are different territories and you have to apply and you have to follow different rules in every single territory. The same story is in the Germany. Uh, in the Czech Republic, it's not, it's not uh, very soft and it's not very easy as well. If there is a young gaming studio and uh, they, come to, they come to you to take your advice, uh, would, you, would you tell them that at this territory is going to be that complicated and at this territory is going to be much easier? Chris, as experienced, uh, as experienced <coughs> manager at this area, do you think at this point there is any sign that there's going to be a unification of uh, certification of the game? Um, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having us here. Uh, I, I think for the foreseeable future that there, there have been some um, uh, some compliance gatherings where the, you know the people have spoken about getting things together, but it, it's. It's quite specific to certain markets, and uh, you know, I'm sure as our friends from iTech will tell you as well, it's uh, you know you're talking about you know new providers, new customers. Uh, we we, as I'm sure iTech do, get approached by by my many people, and it's it's very much not you know to be uh, uh, something to be embraced compliance and to work in the, the regulatory markets. And yes, you know, we'll sit down with people and guide them in terms of, you know, their roadmap and you most certainly advise them as to, you know, if they are going to enter a certain market, what the obligations are and indeed, you know, recurring obligations as well. You know, some markets require annual recertifications, uh, etc., whereas some 
uh, are just a, a one-off test. But you know, we are we are here as our you know our friends at iTech and, and and legal partners really to you know to guide you guide you through that process. Okay, just to take a look at one of the examples. If I am a gaming studio and I want to launch my games of slots in a wonderful country of Austria, how the process is gonna look like from your guys' perspective. If I just want to certify my random numbers generator and I want to run my game with the current operators operating under the legal umbrella of the Austrian authority, how long will the process take and what it's going to take to the studio happen? Well, uh, it's actually already finished because Austria is quite a bad example uh, because it doesn't require any specific uh, testing through a lab. Yeah, so uh, for the online sector. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, in progress. Yeah, there is a. Uh, uh, I think we also have to distinguish between our uh, uh, legal regulation and technical regulation. Yeah, so Austria I would already call are legally uh, regulated, are uh, but technically in respect to online are. Are, it's, it's not really necessary to pass our, uh, uh, a testing process. Yeah, of course, there's an internal e evaluation are, uh, made by the operator. Uh, in Austria, it's uh, the situation that you have uh, one legal operator. This is our, our Casinos Austria with their Win Today uh, platform. Uh, so this is the case in Austria. In our, as you pointed out already, our uh, Spain, our, our you can actually uh, uh, get uh, approved for the entire market, uh, but it's a very special process, uh, comparable also to Italy. Uh, what distinguished these two markets from uh, other markets, as we know, Malta, UK, and so on, are in form of unification, are from technical perspective, are I. I miss a little bit, or uh, as you pointed out already, or uh, a more European Union or uh, um, uh, perspective. Uh, so what we see now is more an artificial or uh, unification of our, our technical requirements. Or when we go back into history, it was uh, once older. Knee, I would call the most strictest or uh, technically regulated market and jurisdiction uh, followed by uh, Malta and Isle of Man. Then Malta uh, became more stricter, more, uh, took over also requirements from Alderney. Then this uh, if, uh, had uh, 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 also uh, affected our Isle of Man. And then we, we, we recognized uh, other countries like Sweden as the last market. So it's a back and forward game at the moment. Uh, somehow also a, a ping pong of uh, technical requirements, and 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 finally, uh, we recognize they, they by nature came to one and the same level almost. Yeah, uh, but uh, you're right on a, a, a European Union level. We don't recognize recognize that much, or uh, because certain countries are. Uh, like Germany, you uh, uh, highlighted. Yes, in Germany, it's not regulated on a federal basis. The online gaming uh, sector, it's regulated on interstate uh, basis. So actually, we talk about 15 different internets. Yeah, what's uh, <laughs> not really realistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It looks like when it comes to European Union in particular, many things are unified or being unified 
movement of the goods and services and many things are regulated in a common way. But when it comes specifically to gambling, certifying games or giving out the licenses, it becomes a major issue. And it looks like in every sovereign country, there is a, a regulatory, there is a regulator which decides solely on how that's going to look like. Not mentioning the parliament and the laws, of course, which is a big, big issue. Was there any sign to, was there any attempt to achieve any common opinion on how the legal framework can look like within the European Union to make at least one step towards the normal standards and towards the, the unified standards that can give operators and gaming studios a sense that one day there's going to be no rules for everyone. In fact, there were tries. Yeah, I think at the European Commission level, uh, to 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 set up uh, a task force. Uh, I think this was closed two years ago, uh, or something like that. But uh, this is in fact uh, um, uh, from country to country also a legal uh, topic. Yes, uh, very often, uh, for example, in Germany, yeah, it's not that the politics do not recognize the situation, yeah, and that it's actually uh, a little bit bizarre, yeah. Uh, also the regulators recognize it, yeah, uh, but uh, we also have to uh, be realistic and look at the current legal situation. The current legal situation doesn't allow any any, any other technical solutions, yeah. So first, uh, uh, the, the, the legal uh, situation need to be uh, adapted and set up to allow for further uh, technical steps and then our, uh, we can talk about our uh, further steps on European level. Yeah? So our, yep. uh, countries like Germany, they are, it's, it's a big market, they also have influence and we also have to understand that uh, gambling of course is also always not not always on the top agenda of uh, a government. Yeah, uh, so yep. it's uh, not easy for the for the lawyers at the moment. Yeah, because they uh, try to push forward and to 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 uh, to create the basis. Yeah, uh, the legal basis for further uh, uh, technical yep. steps. Yep. From a legal perspective, do you think all it requires is pure political will, or? There is something else that makes one country being regulated and applying normal standards and normal rules and other country being turbulent and uh, denying a lot of things at the same time. What is the, what is the key factor that helps the country to regulate the gambling effectively? Um, as, as I think also the legal uh, uh, issue is that gambling and gambling law is uh, uh, still not part of the European Union, but more or less are, um, under the authority of individual states. Yes, the gaming lab, we recognize our, our, our countries that are uh, almost uni unified already when we are talking about games and games testing, or uh, so Malta chip, or uh, Isle of Man, then, then UK, or Sweden, Denmark, they're almost in a line. Yeah, our, uh, because they are somehow connected and uh, share experiences. Yeah, um, we also need to say, uh, as a gaming lab and also as a lawyer, I think, uh, when you address your questions, uh, when you're dealing with the UK, you have the UKGC. The UKGC is a, a 
uh, huge authority, yeah, or consists of 500 people, yeah, or you have legal experts there, you have technical experts there, whilst when you deal with other countries and authorities, um, uh, the, your, the, the authorities are often left alone, yeah, so it's the Ministry of Finance or Ministry of Justice, yeah, yeah uh, only small teams, yeah, that, that give their best to regulate, yeah, or, but are also have limited means and 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 are yeah. so so it's not really that I can really say uh, let's blame the regulator or let's blame the countries yeah um, I think it's also hard for them to establish yeah or something what we know from the UK or or other okay. uh, markets with really a big and long history already yeah okay uh, there are tons of complaints when it comes to certification of the game of the slot. Usually, and most of the complaints are coming from a single point. They require every single thing, every little change, requires to be addressed with the regulator. Chris, with all your experience, what is the best way to calm down the client which wants to certify the game in a certain jurisdiction? What is the best way to describe that that is really needed? And if if it is, and what is possible to do to make things happen faster? That is one of the major questions being asked by all the game studios and all the gaming operators trying, mainly the studios, trying to enter the regulated, well-established markets. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of timing, it's, um, you know, we, we, we work with people and, uh, you know, operators have deadlines for launch dates and B2B suppliers need to you know, have their content available for, you know, and, and we see more and more, you know, specific launch dates uh, relating to events such as, you know, things like the World Cup or, or, or different things throughout the year. So we will always work, you know, with people to make sure that their, you know, that, that their goals are achieved. Uh, and uh, in terms of, yeah, you know, what needs to be tested, you know, as we've said, if you're looking at a, a roadmap for a, for a customer, you know, if, if somebody was to approach us and say, you know, I, I'd like our game certified for, for Malta and for, for Gibraltar. And then when you sit down with them and they say, actually, then in six months time, we'd also like to be in the UK. So, Taking that as a roadmap, if we start actually actually start in the future with the UK, then Malta, Gibraltar, Isle of Man, uh, you know, some other jurisdictions will accept the UK reporting. So, you know, we are we are, we are here. You know, as we've said, you know, it, it's it's about player protection, but also about how we, you know, for our partners, we can, uh, you know, ensure that things are you know, presented to them in, in the most cost-effective manner moving forward, you know, as we said with security, so security audits are, are required, and yes, you know, let's try and align those as, as we move forward, because, you know, not only having several throughout a year is costly, uh, so to have one also, you know, it, it's quite intrusive on, on a customer to have an auditor on site for, for up to five days at a time. So if we can combine all of those activities, it's uh, you know it, it just helps helps all parties. I also need to say, uh, because you were also referring to the change management, yeah, or 
and our, our, your, uh, my friend from ITEX Labs already, you pointed already out the, the important thing that we're talking about gap testing, yeah? So our, we really have some key jurisdictions, uh, where I would call Italy one of them, yeah? Or where I can say once you comply with UK or Italy, you definitely will have it much easier uh, to, to, to uh, enter other markets, yeah? Um, in respect to change management, I think our also regulators need to uh, to go through a learning curve. Yeah, uh, Italy is very demanding in respect to change management uh, requirements, and we also need to understand because I also know it from the R&D perspective. Uh, there's a big difference between uh, the, the, the the atmosphere and the approach developing for online compared to land-based. For land-based, you develop a finished product. Or when you develop a um, online, it's more release and iterate uh, situation. Yeah, so you're constantly developing. Yeah, um, so I think uh, this is where uh, uh, we need to understand what needs uh, the, the regulator, and this is what the regulator were not really aware of. Yeah, so they they became very strict and harsh in respect to change management requirements because. They, it was difficult for them to understand uh, why can't they just do the things simple as for land-based, yeah? Uh, because it's not that simple in online, yeah? And uh, so I think uh, as uh, game designers, uh, um, what I always recommend is uh, please try to, 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 to separate your modules or make the RNG separated to RTP, game math, and so on, so, th so that uh, your uh, your, your stable components can be stable as long as possible, yeah? And are uh, separated from advertising stuff and so on. You, we also know and understand that our games and, 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 and online content needs to be uh, more open yep. for advertising compared to land-based, yeah? So you have frequent changes on, 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 on such content. And, okay, uh, so separation mm -hmm. will lead to speed up of the process. Is that, is that correct? Where the most of the delays are from? Yes, because our, uh, when you have, of course, the, the, the game math, the RNG, and, and, and advertising elements in one code, yeah, are, it's, it's complicated <laughs> because you have to go through the, the, the whole uh, 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 review process again. This doesn't mean that we test the RNG or the RTP yeah. again, but we have to do a code review. You have to you come out uh, with a new new checksum and yeah. new executable. Uh, so, so okay, uh, Chris, GLI is certifying not only the games of chance but also the skill-based games, as far as we understand. Did you guys find it really complicated to certify different games based on the skill concept, where a player really needs to to provide the skill to 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 take an advantage? Is it more complicated to certify the skill-based game? Because many times it happens that it's really different from a usual RNG-based game. And uh, what are the challenges that you usually fa face? Um, okay, so yeah, we, we know we're seeing uh, far more innovation with, with, with customers and particularly people with, with new concepts. And uh, you know, as a uh, as a as a test lab, uh, we test to uh, you know to standards that are set for certain jurisdictions, and also some of our own standards. Uh, so when we have uh, stuff that is kind of skill-based or, or games that are uh, you know 
not going to be released, you know, kind of monetized games, then we will we will test them to a kind of a non-jurisdictional standard and give people a report and you know and feedback based based on those. Um, okay, sometimes it happens that, and that's I'm coming from the from the uh, point of view of someone who complains that the process, of course, is painful certifying the game. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of resources. Sometimes there are so-called funny requirements coming from the regulator, from a regulating authority. And when these funny requirements, some additional questions and additional argumentation comes to the place, the certification and the testing company together with the client, they need to fight and they need to prove. Uh, especially, unfortunately, that was the case as far as I understand in the Czech Republic. Do you have any experience dealing with the local authorities in a way that they raised some issues and they raised some flags that at the first time they provided no sense at all? And uh, if yes, did they explain the logic of why they wanted these changes to happen? Because that's a common practice in, in, in many countries, especially those that are heavily regulated historically. I think this is also uh, often a matter of uh, the size of the countries and the institutes and authorities taking care about that. Yeah, I, I um, uh, also sometimes think uh, such decisions are often made because the authorities are desperate. Yeah? So they, they need to place a decision that is that, that is also cover themselves yeah? uh, and their responsibilities. Yeah? Are, when you compare it with Italy or the, or the UK, yeah, or in Italy you have the arms and the SOJ, yeah, but also they had to go through a learning process. Yeah. When I remember back the VLT days yeah, and the VLT regulation, comma uh, 6B, uh, it, 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 it took more than one year uh, to, to, for the arms, yeah, who almost work, worked independently from SOJ, technical wing, are, uh, so we had a legal framework, a legal text uh, that tried to explain technical requirements, but simply didn't work. Yeah, uh, and it took one year to translate uh, the law into technical uh, requirements, actually that are realizable. In online, this was already uh, uh, going much faster. Yeah, and, and, and to, to my opinion, Francesco Lodano at that time made a good job. Uh, and, and uh, also really were looking into the relationship and improving the relationship to the technical uh, soche, uh, so, but uh, the dimensions are, are much bigger, yeah, and the, the, uh, the, the possibilities are bigger in Italy, yeah. So it's also, I need to say, it, also from Austrian perspective, a little bit a disadvantage when you when you are a small country when you uh, you are a small country, and you cannot uh, really uh, establish. Uh, um, such as comparable institutions, yeah, yeah uh, like the UKGC or the or the Arms and Suche, yeah, are uh, so, and then also the teams are changing, yeah, are uh, it's 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 not easy, but um, uh, for sure it requires, especially for smaller jurisdictions, or uh, a, a better exchange of experiences, I think, are uh, between regulators and regulators, and also to establish uh, a stable technical. Uh, Institute, yeah, on regulator ends, yeah, that you always have the the same uh, uh, people are uh, around you're dealing with, and that they have the chance to collect experience, yeah, or 
Mr. Persons of the Czech re re uh, regulator have never made bad, bad experiences. Uh, uh, they're really enthusiastic and eager, yeah, but uh, are often also quite uh, then frustrated because uh, they cannot collect the experience actually that is necessary yeah, to do it in a better way. Yeah. Well, when it comes in particular to the Czech Republic, one of the widely recognized arguments, and that's a good example of the country that a few years ago, let's say five, six years ago, was considered to be the haven of the gambling. The Czech Republic, this is how it was called. Even, in fact, it was not like that. But the argumentation that I personally recognize as one of the valid argumentations of the Ministry of Finance is that finally it's not, not uh, a Europe, uh, Eastern European country with the gambling which is wide and which is a little bit chaotic. Now we are trying to regulate things and these funny requirements is part of these regulations which you have to accept because what was there before was a real mess. That's one of the argumentations on a normal per human level which could be accepted. But of course when it comes to realization it's really, really complicated. Do you face or did you face the same issues before with the countries that are now very well regulated, now established, and that had gambling for tens and tens of years. For example, Italy, Malta, Malta is a special case, let's say Austria. Were there the same intents in the past? We also have our, uh, I think this also has a lot to do with uh, the operational legislation yeah, and history. Are in in Austria, are, 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 as Germany, for example, we are talking about very traditional are, uh, uh, jurisdictions in respect to uh, who is allowed to operate under what conditions. So it's mostly state-owned casinos and so on. So this is the legislation. So there was never uh, uh, really a need for majoring and to deal with new technologies in, 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 in such terms. Yeah. Um, uh, Whilst in the UK, yeah, uh, liberalisation of gambling has a long history. Yeah, uh, in, in in Italy as well, they had a comma six A machines, uh, hundreds of thousands in the markets. Yeah, uh, but then also are linked to known problems. Yeah, are um, so yes, are also the UKGC had to learn. Yeah, uh, also. They, but, but they had the means yeah, are to, to, to deal with this topic in a serious way and, 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 are, and to establish uh, a regulation. Are, I, they, 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 as you pointed out, the former Eastern European countries, I think they're even more challenged are because um, they are small countries, but I need to say that most of the innovations, and I'm now are, uh, since started in the year 2000 to build up the first software engineering center for Novomatic, for example, in Krakow, Poland, yeah, uh, I was impressed and we were surprised yeah, how fast our, uh, the, 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 the especially software industry in these countries has developed. Yeah? So, and, and especially by young, very educated, well-educated people, yeah, are, and, and, and they took over Western European uh, software engineers in a very fast way. Yeah? So uh, you have a very uh, traditional uh, uh, authorities yeah, 
challenged uh, uh, by very young, enthusiastic, and 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 and, and the wild economy, yeah, and 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 this often somehow stand in conflict to each other, where I think are. Uh, might be more fruitful to, to, to learn from each other and, and, uh, and, and to support each other, yeah? yeah? Okay, thank you, and thank you for the healthy exchange of the opinions. Just a very short question, please answer yes, no. Did you have in your practice a game, RNG-based game, which you can refer as a completely innovative? Did you get a chance to certify any of this kind of a game? Yes. Alex? Yes, clearly. Chris? Yes. Okay, great. Then... Uh, I want to just make a one quick and practical exercise. If you can take a look at the screen. And uh, again, please. This doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> uh, that's not what I said. But let's take a look at one of the games. Uh, it's just a very, very technical example. Let me check. You see, it looks like a Sega. So when I push the spin, If the bird is reaching the end, it means that I won the spin. If not, then there is no way. So, at certain sense, it looks exactly like a slow. How would you approach the certification of this kind of a game? Because it could be a bird, it could be something else, it could be a pig, like Donald Trump, whatever. Where do we start if I come with this game to GLI? And uh, I want to put this game live to the UK, for example, with, with much better graphics and all, all the stuff. Well, in the first step, uh, I, I, I would say for, forget what you see. Uh, it's actually all about the, the logic and the math behind. Yeah? So uh, you combine the jump and run with a real uh, based game, nice idea. Uh, in, in the end, it depends what, what, what is the math behind. And uh, does it still comply with existing regulation? Yeah, uh, I think there's a good example uh, also from land-based in the U.S. market. This was Class Two gaming in the in the in the in the USA. It was actually that uh, in many jurisdictions it was only allowed to play bingo. What people did and what manufacturers did are uh, uh, the most successful at that time was Cadillac Jack they transformed a bingo math into a slot game. And actually, uh, the only requirement was to show a bingo card. So it was displayed in the corner, a small bingo card, and the rest appeared like a slot game. But in fact, it was based on bingo math. How so complicated was the certification process? Actually quite easy, because then it's, uh, um, uh, then it's a technical fact, yeah, that you actually do a source code review, that uh, you, you you ask for PASHI data and the implementation, and then you compare it with the technical requirements, yeah. Uh, of course, the final decision is always done by the regulator, yeah, and, and, and I can imagine that you will require some uh, time and, uh, in explaining this to the regulator, yeah. Uh, uh, certain regulators also are make some rules in respect to content, yeah, uh, that they say uh, uh, this, this looks too much uh, uh, into the direction of a jump and run and might be uh, problematic for younger players. Uh, uh, so in the end also uh, in 
when you comply with all technical requirements, a regulator has the last word and could say, no, I don't want to see it in that way in my market. So, Okay, so in that sense it's very subjective. Yeah. Skill-based elements are not that are established already in the regulations, in online regulations or in European markets at the moment. There are certain uh, land-based markets in US or Nevada, also the GLI 3.0 standard already have, are based on Nevada regulation, has already uh, requirements for skill-based elements implemented. Uh, uh, they are quite rare at the moment, so they must not affect uh, the RNG behavior, they must not affect the payout percentage yeah, uh, of the running game. Uh, in Nevada, it, but it, it's allowed in Nevada, for example, that with your skill you can increase the RTP uh, level. Um, uh, at, at the moment, I know, for example, uh, a game from Microgaming, which has uh, Stars Invaders uh, content implemented. So it's also, uh, at the moment, I would say in Europe, a case-by-case -case, uh, uh, case -case thing that you uh, need to ensure the regulator that uh, the implementation of your skill element doesn't affect our, our existing regulations and requirements. Yeah, so that it's more our feature game that are, uh, at, makes it more attractive for the player to remain uh, playing or, 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 or to continue to, to play. Our, but it's in, in, in Europe, as far as I know, more a case-by-case -case thing uh, than you have it already regulated. Okay, never had any doubt that there's going to be no questions. Thank you so much again. Thank you for the question. Thank you. Thank Gentlemen, thank you very much. We're going to have 10 minutes break and then we're going to continue. Thanks thank a lot. You've been listening to Spinovation Podcast. We're here to give you the most exclusive insights from the gaming industry top experts uncovering everything related to gaming innovations. You can listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, Anchor FM, Radio Public and Spotify. Stay tuned for more.